Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, or just so where you happen to find this recording. And welcome to the Marvel Men podcast, a show where us Marvel nerds talk about all stuff Marvel 24-7-365. I'm your co-host, Zach Benicillo. Along with me is Tommy DeVito. Hey, everybody. And Alice DiCarlo. Uh, I Alex? fall asleep again. Are hold you on. up? Hold on, hold on. I think I know Wake what to up. do. Hold on, I think I know what to do. Huh. Uh, no, never mind. Never mind. Uh, up? Uh, it's all, all good. Right, guys. Sorry about that. I forgot to set my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did I miss? Um, <laughs> How about that? Well, actually, you haven't missed anything because we're just about to begin. Because today, folks, today is our spoiler review for Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. Season 1, Episode 2, titled Promise. Promises. Promises. I'm sorry. So if you have not seen the episode, this is your last warning because we're going to talk spoilers. So if you have, haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's been on since Wednesday. Go watch it. Then come back. Or if you really don't give a crap about spoilers, then okay, be prepared to be spoiler. But I recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what what he said so anyways boys um where do we begin Mm. i have to say this really this runs i haven't gotten this much like haven't had this much mystery in an mcu show since i think wandavision in the sense like because like like i'm left with so many more questions now and yeah uh, you have the less answers you get in a way, yeah, you get that feeling too, huh? Yeah, I think it's because we have so many questions. Like, I guess one thing we'll have to start with, like, I guess the the cliffhanger from last week's episode with Hill being shot by Gravik, who was pretending to be Fury. So basically, there was also that scene. Talos transforms into someone else, and he grabs Fury and throws him in a van. And there's a real because at first we don't know who it is, and it's real. Oh, it's Talos. So he was rescuing Fury from the chaos. And like I said, we didn't fully see Hill's body. And the next time we see her, she's in a coffin and the coffin is closed. And Fury is talking to her mother, Elizabeth Hill, which I'd say given what's, I'd say given that we haven't seen the body, I think that may have been a scroll. Like, yes, Colby mm-hmm. Smolders has flat out said, no, this was like the first episode <laughs> of Secret Invasion was her final performance. But frankly, there's a little thing thing in the real world in the real world called NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, where you can't talk spoilers until the thing is out. If she comes back in a later episode, she legally cannot tell us this. So of course she was gonna say no. To keep the illusion. But I think that because we didn't see the fully see the body t- long enough to turn into a scroll body, and we just see a coffin, a closed coffin, I think it's assumed she may be alive. Hmm. I guess all I could say now is, uh, hold on, wait a second, boys. Are we in a Genjutsu right now? Huh, huh, huh. I don't even know. Um, no, man. Mm-hmm. But I will say to this now, episode two of Secret Invasion, what the ever-loving hell. And also, also, here's the, here's one of the biggest things I've seen through the episode, and I take it you guys know what I'm about to talk about. Oh, I know what you're saying. So, in one of the scenes where Gaia, Amelia Clark's character, she was 
taking a little uh, sneaky peek at a uh, at graphics computer or one of the scrolls computer. I think it may be graphics. Um, it was graphics. We'll check that out later. Um, so she was looking through one of the computers, and it turns out that we see a couple of alien species on that said computer that he has on file. Four, to be exact. A frost beast? Or frost giant, actually. The um, the ice dudes from the first Thor movie. There's the extremist virus from Iron Man 3. Yeah, the fire people from Iron Man 3, basically, the extremists. There's Call Obsidian's DNA. For those of you who don't remember who Call Obsidian was, he was one of the members of the Black Order. Those were like Thanos, like four henchmen. He, he was like the really big one that Banner fought in the... Hulkbuster suit, the one where like then Doctor Strange and Wong teleported into like Antarctica and they closed the portal's hand came off. Like mm-hmm. in Obsidian's hand. I remember that. And then of course, here's the biggest one of all. I am Groot. Yep, Groot. So basically saying what this is a tease for is we said this in the last episode, and now I think at this point, this is basically confirmed. Yeah, Super actually, cool. boys. And given the fact that we saw those four samples, uh, boys, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Super hmm. scroll. It's going to be a super scroll. Yes. Now, for those who don't know what a super scroll is, let us break it down for you. So a super scroll is basically a powered up version of a scroll who has taken the form of a superhuman being. Whether it be what, whether it be one of the members of the Avengers or or somebody else that has superpowers. Was now from what we do know is that there's a certain super scroll that we know from the comics, and that one is named Clert. And Clert actually has all of the powers of a certain family that we'll be seeing in the MCU very soon. A fearsome foursome, if you would. Hmm. I don't know if uh, I think it may be like I think it may be something like fantastic or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Yes. So basically in the comics, like this one super scroll is one we're talking about has all the powers of the Fantastic Four combined and he's stronger than all of them, meaning he's like a better version of the Fantastic Four. So given that we have not met the Fantastic Four, it's hard for them to base off the Fantastic Four because Super Scroll in the comics was given his powers by the Emperor of the Scrolls to fight the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Given that, obviously, this is going to be different. We can tell because, like, Call Obsidian for the thing and, like, his strength and his size and his muscle. Take place of the thing. Groot for Mr. Fantastic because Groot can, like, extend his arm and stuff. And we even see Gravik using this power in the trailer, the polymorphing. So, oh, yeah. wasn't confirmation enough, I think this episode should confirm Gravik will become Super Scroll. The extremists for the human torch and the firepowers, and the frost giants for the invisible woman, because not only could she turn invisible, she can create like invisible constructs. So I think it's more like the ice is like since ice is very is pretty see through for the most part, or for a good amount of it. I think that's what the icing so can create ice structures. I think that's a change they're making. Mm-hmm. Not only that, too, but we see Gravik is working on a machine, which we don't. They didn't reveal what that thing does. But I think we all know, given like this Easter egg and the machine and what we saw on the on his computer, he's gonna that machine is going to turn him into Super Scroll. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, and I think we all know where this is going. But let's face it, we got like four episodes left, and and we are just a 
third into the entire season. Yeah, which I really do feel bad because I think like this show, like not a lot of people are watching it. Like I think it has like the least amount of views of all the MCU yeah. shows. Excuse yeah. me, what? Yeah, because apparently I get I don't know what the reason was. I think it was just because either a because we just had Guardians three and then we also had a bunch of DC stuff. I don't know whether it's just oversaturation of superhero content at the moment, whether it's the writer strike and people are afraid to watch things so they think they're gonna suck or be delayed. Or simply just because they haven't gotten over She-Hulk of how bad of a show that was and they don't trust Marvel shows anymore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It makes sense. I mean, either way, I do recommend it. This is actually is a really good show. It's more dialogue-driven, but I think it will get to the action stuff. You just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. But I will say to this, though, in one of the opening scenes where Talos and Fury were having a pretty good conversation of tell me something i don't know on the train uh, talos had some talos had some explaining to do yes because he revealed that because basically we also see a scene in 1997 of like fury gathering a bunch of scrolls including a teenage gravic basically he said that he would promise them safety on earth he said, like, for now, home, until they can for find now, their own. And that him and Captain yeah, until Marvel, they can find their own their own home planet, but they can find them a new planet. And in exchange for them helping, he will as long as they agree to stay in human form and blend in and not dry suspicion, they can stay on Earth for the time being. Now, given the fact that they said that Secret Invasion is the latest project in the timeline, we're in like 2028. Like 2027, 2028. It's been like th- 30 years since that promise, and they have yet that. So that's why Gravik has turned on them. So Talos revealed that every scroll that survived the destruction of Scrollos, the original scroll home planet, is on Earth. And there are about a million of them. So there are about a million. And given the fact that that was in 1997 when we said they all came, that basically means that there are even multi million, because 30 years go by then they reproduce so then there's more so basically saying there are scrolls there are millions of scrolls on earth disguised as humans and we don't know who who they are we don't know who to trust wait what yep i and and marvel's at that point then fury gets pissed off at tails and he kicks him off the train then just when we think this couldn't get any more interesting yeah, actually, actually, <clears throat> but wait, it gets better. better. Yes, because we find out that a lot of the members of like the UN, like the people doing like the damage control for like Gravik's attack, because he had them make Russia think it was Americans attacking to almost start World War Three. A lot of the uh, like the prime nope. ministers of other countries and like the the leader of the UN are all scrolls in disguise, and they were meeting with Gravik. Oh my God! And they appointed Gravik as general, allowing him. That's got to be one of the biggest plot twists I've ever seen in episode two. Which even makes me think of another thing. If you remember, all the way back in in the first Avengers movie, back in 2012, we see Nick Fury. He's he's talking to like a like on like a Skype call, I guess, like if that's what you want to call like a futuristic hollow message call with a group of people that are like prime ministers and like very powerful political people. So basically saying, and given the fact that we know Fury has been working with the Scrolls since 1997, and now these yeah. a group of political powerful people are turned out to be Scrolls in disguise, 
could he have been talking to the scrolls? Could those all those councilmen have been scrolls from the first Avengers movie that Fury was talking to? Because they have never seen or mentioned that council ever since the first Avengers. They've just disappeared. It's one of the things I'm surprised people leave out when they say, like, dangling threads from the MCU. They have never been seen or mentioned again. Could this be that? Oh, my God. I think Tommy, I think you're on to something. I think mm. you are definitely on to something here. Yeah. So, But also, from what I've seen with the ending, oh, my goodness. And here comes another big plot twist. Here's, here's one of the biggest plot twists that we've seen at the end of episode two. We find out that when Nick Fury goes back home after being kicked out of the bar by Rhodes. Oh, yeah, we should actually probably talk about that first. So he has yeah. like a conversation with Rhodey, essentially saying how Ro- Fury says he doesn't want to get the Avengers involved. It basically led a lot of people to believe, especially the way Rhodey was acting, that Rhodey oh, yeah. is, right now, this the Rhodey that we've seen in this episode was a scroll pretending to be him. If that is the I mean, case, then where is the real Rhodey, and how long has this been a scroll? And actually, Alex, you found something interesting. Why don't you tell them? Yes. Uh, from I've been diving into some pretty interesting theories on the internet, and when I was re-watching the episode, I was looking to see what Easter eggs I can find, and it turns out, in that conversation with Rhodey and Fury, here's a big thing. Get ready for this, guys. Rhodey called Fury by his first name. Now, when has anyone ever... No, Zach, when has anyone ever called Nick Fury by his first, just his first name? I have no idea. Exactly, because no one ever has. It's always been Fury. Yeah, his close friends call him Fury. Now, why would Rhodey call him Nick? So this definitely confirms that this is a scroll. But not only that, too, but... Given what we know that there are millions of scrolls on Earth, they're pretending to be members of like the UN, essentially allowing this whole World War Three thing to start and allowing Gravik to become general, scroll general, and become super scroll. This essentially, but also, because they actually confirmed Marvel's I forgot who confirmed it. I think it might have been the actor who played Gravik confirmed this. Oh, Kingsley Benadir? Yes, Kingsley Benadir. I think that's his name, yeah. Yeah, he it was either him. Or it was, I think, yeah, I think he was in an interview with the Cosmic Wonder, that YouTube channel, like Warren with the Cosmic Wonder. Go, go check that guy out. If you yeah, have. much love, much love, Warren. Yeah, you're actually one of the main, my one of my main MCU news sources. So yeah, shout out to you, Warren. So basically, yeah, I think he said, because I think this is actually where I found this out. It may have been with him, it may have been Marvel Studios, but I think it may have been graphics actor with the Cosmic Wonder interview saying that in Secret Invasion, we're going to get a reveal that someone who's been established in the MCU for a while is going to be revealed to be a scroll in disguise. And, and they said the person who it is is going to devastate us when we see who the person is. Now, I don't think it's Rhodey because that just seems too obvious. Like, because like, would we really be devastated if we knew like we saw that we saw because like at this point we can tell Rhodey is a scroll. So, I'd be more surprised if he wasn't a scroll. So, like, yeah, going to be who's been a scroll this whole time? Yeah, most I mean that. I'm actually curious to see who it is actually. And and don't get me wrong, if Rhodey is a scroll in Secret Invasion, that would be that would be something of a setup for Armor Wars. Though. Exactly, because Armor Wars could be what he was doing during Secret Invasion or the fallout of a scroll taking over his body or a scroll pretending to be him. 
Yes, I, I mean, if, if that proves to be set up for Armor Wars, by which we don't know when that'll be coming out, it, but since but since now everything's been pushed back, I have that feeling that Marvel Studios is going to sneak Armor Wars somewhere, somewhere before or after Avengers and Kang Dynasty, but it's I think but they're before. definitely going to release it before Secret Wars. I can tell you that much. Oh, 100%. This is like our lead-in to Secret Wars. Oh yeah. But I will but I will say to this though, from and then after when Fury leaves, he goes right back to his house. And actually before before he goes home, he actually says to Rhodey, Listen to this, Rhodes. Don't you know who I am? I'm Nick Fury. And just because you think I'm out, I'm always in. No, so it was, when, even when I'm out, I'm in. Yep, even when I'm out, I'm in. And, and, then, and then he just goes, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. He walks out the door. That has to be probably one of the most badass thing, lines I think I've ever seen anyone say. Yep. Then he just goes straight home, and plot twist at the end, we see a scroll in Nick Fury's house, and when he walks in the door, we don't see... We don't see that scroll there. We see that it takes the form of his wife. Yeah, I think I remember in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, he met he quick. There was like a one liner where he mentions having a wife, and it was never brought up again. But apparently, like Fury puts on his wing and kisses her. He's freaking married to a scroll. The thing is, though, does he know? Because she was not in her scroll form when Fury came home. Because like she saw Fury, like even when she saw Fury getting out, like coming in the house. She changed into a human form. Like, why? Would, like, if you're married to a scroll and your husband knows this, why would you need to change? It's sort of like in WandaVision, what even when they were in like the Westview TV stuff, Vision would only would would still be like regular Vision in front of Wanda, but when other people will come over, he would turn into reg- to just Paul Bettany. Oh dear, sweet lord! So does he know she's a scroll? And if so, how is he going to react if he doesn't? If he finds this out and he doesn't know? Oh geez, this is gonna this is gonna be something. This is gonna be something very interesting to see, mm-hmm. boys. Yep. And, and I will admit this: Secret Invasion is definitely on par with WandaVision right now. Oh my goodness! I okay in terms of mystery because I feel like Loki. Did yeah, have in terms mystery. of the mystery, yeah. The, the three shows that have had mystery have been WandaVision, Loki, and now Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Although I think with Loki, I think a lot of people pretty much just knew it was gonna be Kang behind it because there's a lot of evidence to support it here we have no fucking clue what's going on yeah i think i think i can say the same thing and plus we don't know what the other four episodes will entail no clue because we're a third of the way through this show we still got four week four weeks left of this mm-hmm. and at this point and at this point now anything can change in an instant here's another thing i'm wondering too where is monica rambo because if you remember in one of the in the first post credit scene for wandavision Monica is taken into like a into like in, in, talking to him private by a sword agent or a saber now, and turns out who and turns out to be a scroll, and... who's then saying Fury needs you and is calling you up. So basically, saying given that they confirm WandaVision takes place about four weeks after Endgame, and Secret Invasion if is if it does take place in 2027, 2028, it's been it's been like five six years since that happened. So where is Monica? right now where is she 
At this point, I really don't know. But my best guess is that she's probably still on the Saber space station as we speak. Probably, because we know Fury is in is in the marbles. We see him in the trailers. And Monica's with her. So it makes me wonder... What's they're looking for? It, it just makes me wonder what's going on. Like, was see, when does Secret Invasion take place? Before or after the Marvels? Hmm. You notice in the Marvels trailer, he's he, he's like regular clean shaven. He's wearing the eye patch. When here he's, he's he has like a rugged beard, and he's not wearing the eye patch. He's I'd say the, this takes place before Secret Invasion or the Marvels. I'd say Secret Invasion takes place before the Marvels. Calling it now. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, we'll have to wait and see when it comes out. So, what do you think, Zach? Uh, yeah. We don't know if she's a scroll or not, but we'll have to wait and see. No, I mean, like, where's Monica? I don't know. Maybe she is dead for real this time. No, oh, not... you mean no, no, we, no, you, no, we were talking about Monica Rambo, not Maria Hill. Oh, oh, I don't know Monica where Monica Rambo. Rambo is. Um, photon. Um, what's we're looking for? Um, Mar- Carol's friend Maria, her daughter, who was who was a kid in who was a kid in Captain Marvel. First Captain film, Marvel film, yeah. Who was an adult in Wandavision? She was the one who went through the hex and got powers. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I mean, at this point now, Leona like Harris, this character. Oh yeah. I mean, at this point now, like I really don't know what's gonna happen in these in the next four episodes because at this point now we don't know what what fury what talos is gonna do we don't we don't know what gaia is gonna do i mean i i, mean, I think at this point now i think Gaia's is probably gonna she's probably she's probably gonna go full-on heel turn and go back to fury side yeah because we know talos is looking for gaia after like fury kicked him off the train when they have that little falling out like like talos is looking looking for Gaia. so i think that once Gaia actually sees Gravik become Super Skull. That's when I think she's going to go back to Talos, and then she's going to go back to Fury. Realizing that Gravik is not the right person to do this. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I I think there's a red flag coming, guys. Oh, I agree. Like, when Gravik becomes Super Skull, I think Gaia knows that's going to be a red flag. So given that Super Skull is a combination of Fantastic Force powers... Do you guys think there's any chance of us maybe seeing the fan, at least one member of the Fantastic Four appear in this? Hmm. At this point now, I genuinely don't know. I'd say probably no, only just because I don't know how they could fit in to this and have it make sense, other than the fact that Super Scroll has all their powers combined. Because we know the Fantastic Four will not be an origin story. Yeah. We've seen that like three times already. Yeah, and I was gonna say, if you ask me on this one, I I don't think it's a good idea to place the Fantastic Four in Secret Invasion. I think I think Marvel Studios is really going to be saving them for their uh, for their own movie coming out in May of twenty twenty five. So, if it's not an origin, then what? Then they have to appear somewhere else because we got to see them. And then it plus also, what say you, Zach? Do you think that the Fantastic Four could potentially appear in Secret Invasion? No, not a chance. I, I mean, I think they could still appear somewhere in the MCU before yeah. they appear in their own movie. But I, I just don't think it's Secret Invasion. Yeah, my guess, maybe Captain America New World Order or Thunderbolts, maybe. Wait, Deadpool, Deadpool actually, it's not Captain America New World Order. Sorry, Captain America Brave, Brave New, New World. World. I am sorry. I'm so used to calling it New World Order. Captain America Brave New World. I am sorry. I forgot. <laughs> 
Maybe there, maybe Thunder. I don't know. Just, but also because today, basically, if you haven't been seeing it, the rumored castings has supposedly been that the parts of Reed Richards and Sue Storm were offered to Adam Driver and Margot Robbie. But now today, it's being reported that apparently they've either that I've seen a lot of conflicting reports saying that Marvel has has canceled the deal with them because they're too high, the rates are too high to pay them. And I've seen that 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 Margot and Adam have walked away voluntarily. I think it's all BS in a sense of because one, Marvel Studios would know their pay rate before offering them the, the part. And second, why would Margot Robbie and Adam Driver walk away from playing some of the most iconic characters in Marvel history? That is so stupid. Hmm. So it makes me think that these quote-unquote insiders and these scoopers are basically saying they were never offered the parts of Reed and Sue, and they're just trying to cover the tracks because the casting is going to be announced soon. Like, I think before 2024, we will know who our Fantastic Four are. So I think that they're just trying to cover their tracks because they know it's not going to be Margot and Adam, and they're trying to cover their tracks because they don't want to seem like idiots and they want to keep their credibility but on another note, what about the other two, Paul Mescal and Davi Diggs? I think Davi Diggs for the human fortune, the thing. I think Davi Diggs would be a pretty good Ben Grimm. Yeah, I, I could definitely see him play the thing. He's a very good voice actor. Like, like I've seen a voice act in The Little Mermaid that just came out. He's actually really good in that. Yeah, that I can agree with. That. And the way that he was performing as uh, as both Lafayette and Jefferson and Hamilton. I think that just goes to show how how great of an actor he is, and he's also. And I was wondering if if he does get cast to play the thing, does he would he have to wear like a mocap suit? Definitely, he would. Mm-hmm. If because because like, I got a match, I would assume he would. Like Mark Ruffalo has had to since Infinity War, mm-hmm. maybe even sooner. But yeah, like I'm assuming he would. But not only that, also David Diggs. If you anybody here watched the the show on ABC, Blackish. He played Johan. He played Johan Johnson in that show, but like the wife's brother. Mm-hmm. So that's, but yeah. Anyway, I say. Anyways, back on the rails. Yes, Secret Invasion. Oh no, back on the rails. Um, I will, but definitely. How do we rate Secret Invasion episode two? Uh, Zach, you want to go? You want to start off? You want to start us off? Okay, so <clears throat> I give it a seven out of ten. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Tommy, what say you? I give it an eight out of ten. I think that was the same score I gave last episode, mainly just because I'm still very confused. There's a lot of questions set up, a lot of reveals, and we should see where they go. So as of right now, eight out of ten, but that could change depending on how these things get paid off in the future. So eight out of ten. Yeah. Um. I, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. I give this an eight out of ten as well. I mean, I'm even though I was like so confused by what was going on, and but I really liked how they how they did the whole mystery kind of thing. I agree. When it comes to mystery, they're nailing it. But I think another thing too is like there wasn't a lot of action in this episode, but also too because like if you're not like a, a fan of the comics, then you're not gonna get the tease of super. Yeah. I mean, I think what knocked it down a, I think what knocked it down a peg for me was that there really wasn't much action, and I mean yes, there was a, there was a lot of mis- there was a lot of mystery, but not a lot of action. 
which is why yeah. I gave it an eight out of 10 for this episode. Yeah. It's more dialogue driven, which I'm okay with dialogue. Dialogue is good, but I feel like. I mean, not, that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But I'd say, but yeah. So anyway, anyway, I think that's been our review for season one of two promises. Alex, would you do the honors? Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Marvel men podcast. If you like what you hear, Give us a follow on Spotify and also follow us on Instagram. And we're trying to expand to other platforms right now, but we're trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to get that up and going at, at the moment. But we may have an announcement about our new Discord server. So be on the lookout for that. Yep. But until then, we are the Marvel Men and we will see you for the next episode of Secret Invasion. So we'll see you on this side of the multiverse. Catch you next week, guys. Catch you next week.